Hello and welcome back to Lounge of Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of our book club. And we are on our ninth book club book now. And hopefully you've been listening to the podcast for ages now. So you know how this show works. If you're new to the show, me and Claire just talk about our book club book that we're reading together. And then talk about other books that we have been reading or listening to. And the book that we're both reading together at the moment is To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf. We're quite a way through it now. My Kindle tells me we're at 62% because we just read up to part two, chapter six. And this book is very strange in terms of its pacing, in terms of what it's trying to say. Mm -hmm. For me, it feels like a conversation of politics and social issues at the time, but it's painted with just these normal people's lives but I feel like she's trying to get to the heart of an issue maybe in society that isn't relevant to us now maybe which is why it doesn't feel as important to read Um, but it is a very strange book and the chapters that we read this time Claire were yeah what a mix we had one really long chapter that for me felt like that was the biggest moment in the book and where are we going from here and what is the relevance of this for the you know remainder 40 percent of the book and then after that we had loads of short chapters that were very disjointed and just yeah know. yeah yeah I, I i don't know so when we joined back with the book minter and paul and andrew and nancy hadn't returned and she was getting ready for dinner, wasn't she? And uh, two of her children were picking out her jewellery mm. for her to wear. And that was, she was, tr- I think she was trying to, for, trying not to think about the fact they weren't back and getting ready, but, you know, sort of using that as a way of stopping her thinking about it. But she was still a bit, oh, oh like that, wasn't she, when she was getting ready for dinner? <laughs> She's like, nobody's here. I mean, Miss Ramsey, for me, in this book, is pinnacle mother character of what it meant to be a woman and a lady. And this dinner isn't just dinner for her. It's like a proper occasion and everyone's got to be happy and it's got to run smoothly. And and chapter 17 was just all about this dinner. Yes, it was. And she, she's just, all she's interested, for me, she is just like this traditional uh, mother-wife character that she's just trying to match everybody up, get everybody married off. Yeah. That is her sole uh, use in life, I feel, with her, is who can I match up to get married? Yeah, because at the dinner <laughs> table, she's looking around and she's like, oh... Uh, Mr. Tansley's not very happy because he doesn't have a wife yet and that's why he's so annoying and Lily's annoying because she doesn't have a husband yet and William needs company and <laughs> all of these things. She's but she thinks around. that they're very similar and that they should be matched up, doesn't yeah. she? Whereas She's Lily's like, like... sit them next to each other. <laughs> Lily wants to be a single lady forever and just focus on her career and wind up all the men really around the table. Oh, she did a really good job of that, didn't she? She did. She was really (laughs) winding up Mr. Tansley. And there was actually a really good line. I was meant to highlight it, but I didn't. And she suddenly realises that what happens if she continues doing it? Like, what happens if you continue winding up a man and that they they realise they don't have a purpose? And then she realises that she's got to compliment him and, and bolster his ego again, because what would happen if she didn't? And I was like, 
That's so crazy. But her way of her way of doing that was saying, "Will you take me to the lighthouse?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, why would that bolster him, really? In which case, he turns around and goes, "No, we can't go to the lighthouse." Well, I think it's because he had to re reaffirm himself as being really knowledgeable, and he needed the control back in the conversation and the control was him mm-hmm. saying no you can't do this because I know that you can't do that whereas yeah, Lily okay. knew full well she couldn't go to Lighthouse she was just handing him back the power right I see yeah it was it was such it, an interesting discourse yeah. because like in our like I say in our times we wouldn't care if we were her in a man's ego you know we'd be like suck it Tansley yeah exactly but and then you've got the uh, Minty and Mr. Ramsey moment. Oh, gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Mrs. Ramsey was actually a little bit jealous, I think, of her, her husband chatting away to Minta, even though there is nothing there because Minta, Minta felt that she was a bit nervous about sitting next to him because she'd, she'd messed up about not reading a book hadn't she and she'd left it on the train and she was she didn't want to appear dumb but actually Mr. Mar- Mr. Ramsey is is quite in awe of her and quite likes her as as being that sort of strong character woman yeah I feel like Miss Ramsey was almost jealous of Minter's youth because she yes. was looking at her and she was seeing how young she was sat next to her husband and then she was remembering how her and her husband used to be young and where did it all go. Um, but yeah, the, the dinner party itself was in two halves because it started off very fractious, like nobody was getting on. Her husband was annoyed that man had more soup, the kids weren't there. You know, it was all going wrong for Miss Ramsey. And then Minter yeah. and that lot come back from the beach. Everybody's at the table all of a sudden. And then they're all in yeah. high spirits and it, it goes well. But at the end of that chapter, there was that moment where Miss Ramsey looks back into the meal. And she's like, oh, that went really well. But then she's like, this is just a moment and it's already in the past and it's gone. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a downer to put on the chapter, you know, because we just mm. had this elevated, everyone's getting on, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Virginia Woolf's like, no, let's bring it back into the room, because nothing lasts forever, and this good moment might be the last good moment in the book. Or at least that's how I read it. Yeah. And actually, and I would then... say it has gone downhill since that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so as well, because um, after... After that dinner party thing, it kind of went into those short chapters, didn't mm, it? Really short chapters, like tiny. Yeah, and something happened in that those chapters, which was like just mentioned, and that was yeah. it. And it was mentioned in brackets, like by the way. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean by the way? This is a, a big event. Yeah. Why did we yeah, have and- copious amounts of pages about a dinner party, but this massive event? It's just like in brackets. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it. And then there was this, there was just the, the maid clean, uh, not the maid, the housekeeper coming in and cleaning yeah, the house. Yeah, in part two, because the house is now empty. Yeah. And it's like, what? I mean, I really liked, was it, it was either the beginning of part two or the end of part one where she's explaining 
how everyone's gone to bed and the darkness is in the house and it's snaking around and it's kind of coming for everybody and then yeah mr carmichael is the last person awake and he blows out his candle and it's past midnight and i thought ooh, mm. that's so eerie i really yeah. liked that yeah. it was a good way to end the show but yeah part two so far is the pacing is weird Yes. Because we're having all these tiny chapters that just feel like wiki notes almost of, by the way, this is what's happened over the last X amount of years. Mm. And I'm like, why did we have all of that build up in part one? We just got to know the characters and there's not been enough growth for us to really take the accounts that are happening in part two to heart or care or I don't know. I don't know really, Sophie. I find, I'm finding it quite difficult to understand and get into her mindset, if I'm completely honest with you. It's not settling with me that well. But I'm reading it, <laughs> and I did, en- I did enjoy the dinner party bit. Well, that was the bit that felt, felt most like a story. Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I did actually read you know, a little bit of the summary of the chapters, and I've read a little bit too far, far on the summary of the chapters and something else happened yeah we'll see i do like those summaries i always read them to be like oh wow there's way more in this than i thought there was yeah do they do that with modern books do we pick apart modern books like we used to do with these classic books i think you have to pick apart the classic books because they're in such a language that it's very complicated and hard to understand some of the writing it's tricky i don't know so I didn't really pick out any words for you, though. I didn't. No, but there were so many any... weird ones. I looked up so many words. Them? Well, oh, did you? Well, the only ones I picked, asperity. Yes, that was. Ah, oh, I looked at this word. Isn't this unchanging in your opinion? No, that was the other one. That was incongruent. What's the spirit? I don't know because I didn't. I didn't get round to looking it up. What? Should I have a little look up? <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a second, and I'll have a little look. Asperity. So asperity means harshness of tone or manner. I think it was when they were doing some talking. Ah, what about this weird word, Claire? Vouchshaft, or vouchsaft. Oh. Oh, I think I remember reading that one. Mm. What does that mean then? This one means I mean, it sounds like that. It sounds like you're vouching for somebody, but I'm sure it's not that that you're putting something forward. You give something or grant something to someone in a gracious or condescending manner. Oh, so I, I kind of was on kind the right of, lines. Kind of. And obviously my favourite thing that's come out in all these chapters is when she keeps saying that she likes boobies. Do you remember reading that? She was like, I like boobies. And I was like, well, Virginia, (laughs) don't we know it? But boobies in this text actually means idiot. And it's what you used to call someone that was stupid. So you wouldn't say, oh, he's he's an idiot. You'd say, (sighs) he's a booby. And that's probably oh. why people today go, oh, I'm such a boob if they've done that? something silly. It's on my Kindle. When um, oh, on right. your Kindle, you can highlight words and it tells you what they mean. 
oh, that's interesting because I did yeah. think when I was reading that, oh, she's started talking about boobies. <laughs> well, when I read it, I burst out laughing and I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> but she was saying that she likes people, you know, that aren't quite all there. So there you I go. Will read it in a, I will read that in a different way now. Fair enough. <laughs> That's well, the thing I love most about to? my Kindle. Well, I am going on holiday, podcasters. So that means that there won't be a podcast uploaded on the 7th of August. So there'll obviously you've got the podcast this week next week there'll be a break so no podcast on the 7th and then we will be coming back with our podcast on the 14th of august which means we are going to read to the end of this book so we're going to read the last 40 percent because we're going to have two weeks to do so and then on the 14th of august we'll be telling you our thoughts on the book and introducing the new book that claire has chosen for us and no doubt claire will be like i hated this book (laughs) (laughs) But at least it's a pretty it might, cover. It is a pretty cover, and you know, it's important to read books like this. I think it's mm. good to read books, and maybe I'll have a a better understanding as I read towards the end. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we talk about other books? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still reading Grey Bees by Andre Kirchhoff. And as you can see, I've not read that much of it because it's been busy. And, you know, I, I concentrate on reading The Virginia Wolf, which takes mm, a lot of it does. time to read that. But I don't know whether I did explain what this book was last week because Grey Bees, I think I went in and talked about the story straight away. Yes. But basically, Grey Bees is about set in the Ukraine and the character in it is called Sergik, and he's got these bees, and I think he plans to move them. And it's war-torn Ukraine. It's not the war that we're in. They're in now. It's it's a previous one back in two thousand and thirteen, and it's just really talking about him in his village. And literally, there is just him and another character in this village, and he's still in the village. One day, he sees a body that's dead in the field which is like a soldier. And he sees that soldier and he wants to go and bury this soldier because he looks at it every day. So one day he crawls out there and, he, you know, he could end up getting shot for doing this, but he crawls out to the shoulder, soldier and digs a grave and puts him in the grave. But what he finds on him is like a backpack and it's got like a load of sweets in it and stuff like that. And you discover a little bit later on when he goes to visit this lady in this village so that he can get some eggs because he hasn't got any eggs and he wants to eat some eggs that this soldier was bringing some sweets to the children in this village and he's got this backpack with the sweets and he ends up taking this backpack to these kids in the village so there's all little moments like that but he's not moved the bees yet the bees haven't sort of come into the story as to why he needs to move those Gosh, that sounds a heavy book. It is quite heavy, but I'm quite liking it. It's very different to my usual read, that is for sure. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll have read quite a bit more of that or even finished it by the time I, I know, do I know, because we've got podcast. a lot of time, haven't we? Yeah. What are you um, reading? 
Well, I finished my audiobook, which I know you've started as well, Claire. The audiobook I've been listening to this week is Yellow Face by R.F. Kuang, which Claire just started recently. So I won't go too in-depth into what happens. And this book is all about discussions on publishing, and the main character in the book has published another author's work, but hasn't credited them as the author. And it's about her life after that moment, what happens, where it leads and all of the trials and tribulations and moral grey areas that appear in this. And wow, I really, really, really liked this audiobook. I wanted to listen to it all the time. I liked, like I say, I liked the character. She was so jaded and there's so many Mm -hmm. things wrong with what she did and some of the opinions that she had, but I was still kind of rooting for her to do well. (laughs) Because in a way, like, the person's work that she stole wasn't alive anymore. So I didn't really see an issue with it. Like, But the it is all about the publishing industry and how it's dog-eat-dog. And you do wonder how much of that is true and reflective of, you know, what it's like to be an author in the industry right now. But it was very good. I could see this being turned into a movie because it was just very easy. I would say the only thing I... I didn't like is that the with this book you didn't know where it was going like it just kept going like oh we've hit a hurdle oh there's another hurdle and it just kept going and going and you're like what is the end point to this but when you do get to the end it is quite satisfying and it does kind of leave it a bit open to your own imagination of where you think it's gonna go uh so overall this would be um I think it would be an overdue for me, actually. I think this is a book that I would maybe Ooh. read the paper copy as well at some yeah. point. And it is something that I'd say to people, oh, I think you'd like this. Oh, I think you'd like this. Because it is just very interesting, the discussions that I had in the book, whilst also being quite an entertaining and gripping thriller in a way, without there being a murder, so to speak. So, yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it, Claire. It'll be interesting to see your thoughts once you've listened to it as well. Yeah, I'm assuming they've adapted it from the book because obviously they're quite shorter. They're a lot shorter, these podcasts are, aren't they, than the actual books? Podcasts? I don't know. The book. Is it? I don't know. I I assume they just read it word for word, the audio book. Oh, they're just... uh, How how many minutes... How long is each chapter that you're reading? I don't know. I know overall the book was 10 hours. Oh, right. Well, I I think I might be reading an adapted one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Are you listening to someone else read it out? or? I think so. I'm listening to it on sounds, BBC sounds. Oh, I listen to it on... Um, oh, I just got the audio book on uh, Audible. Yeah, I audiobook? think I'm listening... Yeah, I think I'm listening to an adapted an adaption of the novel because oh, the episodes are a lot shorter yeah anyway, well it'll be oh, interesting shall to I see talk? if you have the same yeah. experience yeah yeah because i think there's much shorter chapters but it is definitely the story that you're listening to but i feel like it's not the whole book i don't know i'll have i'll have a look anyway uh, shall I tell you, I am listening to, I'm doing some decorating and I am listening to a book as well while I'm doing my decorating called People Who Knew Me by Kim Hooper and it's been adapted 
for a podcast. So I'm listening to it, listening to the story. But again, they're like, there's 10 episodes and they're only like 15 minutes long for each I episode. See. So um, basically what happens in this story is there is a character called Emily who becomes Connie and she pretends that she's been killed in the 9-11 bombing and she ends up going to LA and starting up a new life. And the reason she does that is she was involved in one relationship and then she was involved in another relationship and it was all getting a bit twisted and wrong and she decided she can't face it anymore and so she and she ends up being pregnant and she goes off but then she discovers that she's got breast cancer and it's going to be terminal I believe it's not, it, and she's got a daughter called Claire who is 13 years old and so she wants to tell her about who her dad is and that's how it's happening I didn't know you could listen to like adapted versions of books on BBC Sounds. Yeah, this is definitely this. I'm like on the yeah. last episode, and I've been listening to it all, and it's like adapted. They must break it down somehow because I listen to mm. mine on audiobooks.com, which obviously is someone just reading out the book yeah. instead of you reading it. Um, whereas I wonder if yours, they've almost turned it into like a screenplay version like mm. you would watch on tv maybe well anyway it's uh it's rosamund pike is the character reading the Connie no. and emily yeah and uh you've got hugh laurie is paul in it what a cast so yeah i know but it's really good i'm enjoying it so uh i i give that i give that a uh a renew because I have nearly diminished it. So if you want to listen to that, that is on BBC Sounds. And it's just a quick book, so you can, you know... Yeah, it's a good way to read, maybe, like listen. a bigger book, like condensing it into something that's bite-sized like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll finish off as well. I'm obviously reading as well, book-wise, The Death of a Bookseller by Alice Slater. This is a very strange book about a bookshop that's kind of going out of business, but then the book chain is coming into all the stores because they want to close down all the stores or rescue ones that they think could actually do better than they are doing. And it's about someone from the chain called Laura who comes into this bookshop to make it better. And one of the characters in this bookshop is a girl called Roach. That's not her actual name. It's just like a name she's given herself, but... She's very creepy, she's obsessed with serial killers and she, she becomes fixated on Laura to the point where she's stalking her, following her home, wants to know everything about her. And obviously Laura's like, this is creepy. And that's where I am at the moment and it's so uncomfortable reading the Roach chapters. And yeah, I don't know where it's going to go but obviously one of them is going to die because they're the booksellers, they're the two narratives that it's told from, because you flip between the two of them. They've both got issues as characters, they've both got unlikable moments, and I don't know what's going to happen, but it is, it's a book that makes me feel very uncomfortable <laughs> when I read it. So far it's okay, 
So that's it from us. Obviously, we are back on the 14th of August because we're going to be on our holidays. Do follow us on our Instagram at Lads with Books because we'll be posting our bookie content on there over the break and our thoughts on the Virginia Woolf book as we read it. But we will be back, as I say, on the 14th of August. So do look out for that episode and catch up on all of our old episodes if you haven't listened to them already. It is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you.